0: Imagine, if you will, taking a journey to the furthest boundaries of thought, where walls stand to contain what you think of as known reality. Imagine now, discovering that these walls are nothing but thoughts, made up to limit your experience as conscious being. These walls, when seen, crumble into the sea of nothing from whence they came, revealing what we refer to here as the Miracle Soup. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Miracle Soup with your host, Christoph Heinen. It is Monday evening at that, and I have not published a podcast yet, even though Mondays are my days, so here is my best attempt at putting something together uh, to keep the ball rolling, and it was very tempting for me, and it would be very easy for me to say, fuck it. I don't want to do this and I'm going to go ahead and just get something ready for next week. But as I was going through my day, I just was reflecting on how much this podcast has done for me. I mean, it's truly staggering what the guests have taught me what the um, the effort I've put forth to this in this creative endeavor, what it's done for my soul. So I thought just as an act of respect and gratitude to the podcast itself, really. and obviously the podcast itself includes all of y'all who uh, chime in and listen here and there to some episodes. Um, you know, it's 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 not, it, the numbers aren't the reason that I I do this, you know. When I, when I look and I see, oh, cool, hundred listens on this, hundred and forty listens on this one, and you know, like so many subscribers, or whatever. I mean, it's cool. It definitely makes me feel like really stoked that people are listening. It's not the reason I do it though, and I have to keep reminding myself where well, the numbers. They kind of help me. In some ways, they they help me keep moving. In other ways, it kind of gets me sort of like stage fright because I think, oh, well, I better make a really good episode now so that the people, who, all these people who are listening are going to like it, but <clears throat> excuse me, that's not really like the real reason. And, and when I was like really searching into the resistance around making this episode today, I thought, well, why am I doing this? And it keeps coming back, you know, I'm ever since episode one, I'm doing this, <laughs> I'm doing this for Kristoff. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this as uh, something that I find so enjoyable and something that I find so um, enriching and nourishing to put out there um, as a collected work, as something um, that is just a creative thing that I've had a nudge to do for years, and I'm finally going through with it. And, and I do appreciate you all listening so much. I mean, really, you don't even know how how much it means to to have um, an audience, because an audience is like a it's like a fan base, and it's like people are supporting you and And interested in what you're doing, and that's that's like really therapeutic, really supportive, and really helpful. So for everyone listening, I really do appreciate that, and um, I'm stoked that you find any um, value or interest in these episodes because um, that's just great as a side effect to know that it's helping people. While at the same time, you know, I was reading uh, Elizabeth Gilbert. Man, she is such a great author. She's the author of Eat, Pray, Love, and this book that she's got out, it's called Big Magic. And in Big Magic, she talks about, you know, like she pretty much pleads with the reader, like, you know, please spare us. If you're wanting to write a book to help us, like, please just don't. (laughs) Please spare us. It's going to be so uncomfortable if you're writing a book to help other people. Like, that's not really creative. Creative is you're doing it. Because it's coming out of you. It needs to come out. You're doing it really for yourself. And then because of that, then it comes across. It comes out authentically. It's an authentic expression. And then since it's authentic, people... um, people benefit from it because there's an authenticity It's then, and they will be able to tell if you're like trying to change them manipulate them and be on like a pedestal and oh I know these things and let me um, disseminate this information for you because I am um, this expert in the field and you should know what I'm uh, putting out there and that's really not what I'm about even though I have done that tons of times and it's just a it's no fun to do I mean, like if you're trying to, it's like playing music to impress somebody. It just totally puts a damper on all your strings. It puts a mute on everything you're trying to do. It takes away the genuineness. It just, it sounds utterly irritating. I tell you, it sounds terrible. So if you're a musician, don't try to impress people. Sing because it feels good. It resonates in your body, in your soul, in your mind. Play the music because it's, it's just like, it's healing you. It's attuning you. It feels so right. Um, and it's the same I'm finding with this podcast and with, uh, writing and with any creative endeavor, you know, people can read that shit, you know, like don't do it to try to make yourself look like you got your shit together and, you know what you're doing and you're an expert in the field and trying to impress people with your credentials or like your expertise or your polished style. Um, No, you do it because it's right. You do it because it feels good. You do it because it's fun. You do it because that creative impulse is coming out of you. By the way, no, that sound is not a woodpecker. It, um, I'm, I'm sure that's mo- what most of you thought it was, but it's actually the mic stand banging up against the desk. So don't worry. Uh, there is no woodpecker in the room with me. I'm safe and we don't have to worry about that. But moving on, um, my daughter just came in the room. So I listened back and heard that that was uh, a woodpecker sound. I just want to put you guys, put y'all's hearts at ease and you're, you know, don't worry about me. I'm not getting attacked. But um I didn't go ahead and make some notes for today's show. Let's see here. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So one of the things is as this podcast has been progressing and uh, it's really taken me through a dark night of the soul. I mean, reaching out to Paul was really like almost like the epicenter of this intense time of really battling the shadow, really looking at the shadow closely, very very closely, seeing how much of it I have unintegrated in my psyche and how much of it I project outwards, all that good stuff. And every guest who came through sort of had some piece to riff off uh, about that um, shadow and that integration work that um, I feel like we are all being called to do right now on this planet. But as it goes, um, I mean, the most I talked about in the last episode was that, you know, it's, it's a miracle to me. My family's back together. We are getting along like really better than ever. Um, we were in court, (laughs) we had nasty, nasty text exchanges, blah, blah. blah. I mean, it was just like, I didn't think, I didn't know how it it was just like nuclear Holocaust family difficulty challenges. And so the fact that, um, through all these, that the podcast episodes and through some really interesting synchronicities, um, including me almost cutting my hand off with a skill saw, um, including uh, a a trip, including our daughter getting sick so that we had to actually come together and communicate, uh, including uh, my marathon. All these different pieces sort of came together and it's sort of created this, uh, um, the first word that came into my mind is actually like a fertile soil for us to grow and be together. The second word that came to mind is Leela which is the divine play where, you know, in the Hindu cosmology, um, the divine mother has created this or, or Brahman or, or whatever, the Godhead, um, there's 33 million of them. So whatever one you really resonate with, they've created this play which we are all in and God has created this play and it's called the Lila. And, and so, um, I, I, that doesn't really sit with me all that great. Like what kind of God, you know, would create a Like, I don't believe a God who is love would create a play so he could watch children in Syria being like mass murdered or refugees washing up on shore or kids in on the border of Texas and Mexico being detained. I don't think God does that. Um, I get it, though, how it could be a big play, you know, life is a stage, the whole Shakespeare thing, but um, I, I tend to go more with, like, God isn't of that, but but it's our egos which have created all of this dysfunction and this pain and suffering, and it's like, God really isn't a part of that, and it's when we align with God that healing can happen, and, that, and that's what happened in my case. Um, I don't believe that God created my partner and my family and I to to uh, break up and have such heart Wrenching challenges, but I do believe that by aligning with the Holy Spirit, by aligning with the higher self within me, um, and putting my focus, my faith in that higher power, um, then yes, the, the Leela, the play, the external appearance uh, in this world of form um, sort of realigns itself miraculously. Um, in ways that resonate more with my inner alignment with Holy Spirit, that is love. So, once you get though, because I was real, I mean, man, I was just telling uh, Kayla today that my marath, during a marathon, I was thinking so much. I mean, one of the things that I, I reached inside um, in my beast mode was like a fantasy of us being together again as a family, and I was like, I was really focusing on how much I wanted that to happen, and now it it's happened. We're we're getting along great. We're, we're we're even living together, and school's about to start for the kid and for the older daughter. And it's like we got plans, and we're able to work through things that we used to fight forever about. And and the funny thing is, here's the thing: it's like once you get what you want there's just a whole new set of challenges, right? So it's like in this case, like, yeah, I got my family back together. It's like the prayer of my of my heart has been answered. And it's so wonderful. And it's like there's still pain and suffering. There's still things where we have to learn to communicate. There's still fears coming up. There's still loneliness. There's still human experience, day-to-day life. There's still job dissatisfaction. There's still, you know, paying bills. There's still, uh, all the problems in the world. But I think, um, that doesn't mean that you should stop wanting things or stop praying for things or stop going after your goals. I think that just means just realize that all of your desires just have non-attachment to them. Like be okay with them manifesting and be okay with them not be okay with them manifesting and be okay with the fact that it's not like nothing happening in this world of form is your salvation. And that's what course of miracles says about idols and idol worship. And, um, I was just talking to a guy the other day and you know, he was talking about like a religious function that he would, like would refuse to go to because it was idol worship. And like in my mind, I thought, uh, you're not really quite seeing that the way it is because he wasn't really receptive. But the fact of the matter is, it's like idol worship is not looking at another image or representation of God and saying, that's a that's an evil idol. I can't worship the, the golden calf or, or I'm a Christian and um, I worship Jesus, so it's sacrilege for me to see God in a uh, 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 statue of the Divine Mother Kali or something like that. No, like any image of God is just an image of God. It's just it's just some group or some individual out of the billions of us throughout time who've tried to put an image to this like totally ineffable um, conceptless conceptless phenomenon called Holy Spirit or mystery or source. And you can't, you know, there's no image for it. It's, it's formless, it's nameless. So, Everyone's got all these different kinds of ideas of what God could look like, but, you know, we all know God doesn't look like that. God is like the spirit, right? So it's not about not worshiping a certain form of God, per se. It's about putting things in front of God that you think are going to make you happy. Like, once I get my family back together, then I'll be happy. Once I get that new job which is my dream job that I've always wanted, and I start making it as a podcaster or a writer or whatever it is, then oh, I'll, be, I'll be okay. I'll be happy. Once like my dad understands me, then I'll be okay. No, none of this stuff is going to do it. None of it. There's not salvation in any of this world of form. It's all in spirit. And so that's what it means um, with with regard to idols is that, you know, there's nothing like wrong with you. You don't have to flog yourself or like go to confession or anything. But, you know, just realize that if you're if you're really thinking that something that you don't have right now, like great sex or that new car, if you think that's going to make you happy. And like give you salvation and put your mind at ease, like you're wrong. It's not. Nothing is. Nothing, nothing, nothing. No circumstance, no person, no thing is. The only thing that will is your realization of the truth, your realization of the Holy Spirit, your realization of the timeless presence that's always here and that's like your true self and that's peace and it's a quieting of the mind and it's actually like a more of like a negation of the grasping or the um pushing um it's when that's absent and you discover like this like presence in your life there's this peace this gratitude for like what is and the breath and just the fact that you're inhabiting your body that's that's where salvation is you know um, you could even say salvation is just in, in like your, like your prayer, your connection with Holy Spirit, with, uh, repeating the name of God or, or whatever it is, that is your practice to help you connect with, with, with quietness, you know, with the stillness of your heart. That is the important thing. And that is salvation and everything else really is an idol. And it's not to say you can't do anything or have aspirations or have goals or want your family together or want to be with a certain person or want a certain car. Like it's all good, but do that with like not this sense of like grasping and attachment. And it makes it so much more fun because then you can just allow things to come and go and it's not going to disturb your peace in your happiness. Not to say I am there like totally off kilter a lot throughout the day. (laughs) But, uh, the more you remind yourself, the more maybe you are able to express that creatively. Um, the more you just read about it and talk to people about it and remember it and see it, see the mistake again and again, you know, gradually you start to learn that happiness is already here and contentment and fulfillment is already here. And that, um, it's from that place that you can have real creative, um, um, what's the word? I don't know. Creative fun, creative expression, creative success, creative flow, because you're coming from this place of like, of like fulfillment already. And it's just expressing outwards. So yeah, so it, it just like occurred to me that, you know, with once you get something to, to satisfy or solve a problem, then a whole new set arises. It's just almost like it's not even like anything is wiped away just like like the puzzle pieces just get shifted around it's like a whole new like scenario of issues to work with you know it's kind of funny and um i was just listening to i think his name is mark manson he wrote the book um the subtle art of not giving a Fuck, which is such a great book by the way i highly recommend it and and he was saying like the real question to ask yourself isn't like how do i get rid of my problems but what problems do I want to have? What kind of problems do I want to deal with? Like in my case, do I want to deal with the problem of learning how to pay child support and learning how to get through the court system and get uh, child custody 50-50 with my daughter and and, uh, deal with, you know, the mom's new boyfriend, all this stuff. It's like, oh my God, no, those are not problems I want to deal with. Okay, I'd much rather deal with the problems of how to create space to make my podcast, how to create space to do a little writing and while still being, you know, a father and uh, a partner and how do I come up with money to pay for bills that support my whole family instead of how do I just try to work on how to pay for my own stuff um, and have my own sort of trip going on. Like, to me, it's way more fun to have a family, to to have involved in everything. So, yeah, it's like, that's an important thing is to ask yourself, what kinds of problems do I want to (laughs) have? What kind of problems do I want to have to deal with? Because there's going to be problems no matter what. It's like, this world is a problem factory and this mind creates them like there's no tomorrow. I mean, it's just like factory mode. The mind is just always creating problems, problems problems, problems, everywhere you look, something's not right. You know, this whole world is like a big freaking problem, but, uh, it does not say that we don't try to solve them or do our best to make things better, but yes, wouldn't you rather have some problems instead of others? So (laughs) yeah, the next thing was, Relation, you know, I kind of talked about this a little bit, but relationships, you know, it's, it's easy to say fuck it to the things um, we did that attracted our partners to us in the first place. You know, the things that feed us and the creative impulses, like, or, or working out, for example. Like, a lot of people, like guys, especially, they'll be like all buff, you know, work out, have a really great schedule, and then they finally get the girl, their dreams that they're doing all this work for. And then they become so enmeshed with this other person that they quit like working out as much, and they get all flabby and fat. And the woman's like, "Oh shit!" The dude's like, totally unhappy with himself, and you know, there's a whole other set of problems. <laughs> so, um, yeah, with the, like with the relationships is a great example of the, you know, back to the what kind of problems you want. Um, that's just an example. And that's something I'm, I'm experiencing too. It's like, okay, great. Like before when we were having this court battle and I was living by myself, I had tons of time to do these podcasts and reach out to people and write articles and stuff. And now it's like, Oh my God, I'm already, I'm all all of a sudden in this like family unit and it's really hard to create time because I'm on call with a one and a half year old and a 10 year old and a partner who wants help. And it's like, that's all great. I'd rather have those problems. Believe me, you know, but believe me than the problem of like, Oh, Jesus, where am I going to get money to pay my lawyer and what's she doing and why is she suing me back and blah, blah, blah. It's like, ugh, who wants that? Not me. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, what kind of tr- problems do you want? And then, um, yeah, it's always going to be something guys. It's always going to be something. <laughs> So part two of the podcast is sort of the more practical side of things, Um, and it is what to do when you are feeling stuck. Now, a lot of times we get stuck after we have like a really good role on something. In my case, it's the podcast. I had like a bunch of great interviews all in a row, starting to get more listeners, and then get back together in the family, and I'm like, oh man, I'm so tired, I'm taking care taking care of these kids and going to work and, and it's great. I want to spend more time with my kids, but how do I keep, you know, doing my creative work? How do I keep doing the things that, that feed me and sustain me? And I hadn't been, you know, I even stopped running partially due to my hand injury, partially due to my knee hurting, but kind of more because it's just like so nice to be with my family. And so, but, but, but at the same time, like running so important to me, like physical exercise and working towards this 50 mile race, it's like so important. It, it feeds me so much on such a deep level. So without that, I start to feel like, Oh, I'm not really feeling myself. I started to kind of dip more into depression and that kind of thing. Same with the writing, same with the podcasting. It's like all these things kind of like push to the side while I'm in this relationship. And, um, it kind of created like an environment of stuckness. So I wanted to do a little bit today on the podcast about how to get out of being stuck. And I think it's it's good, first of all, to kind of like inquire, you know, where it comes from. Like I just explained to you the, the background about how I got stuck, you know, just not just prioritizing other things above the things that um, really feed me and really nourish me. And so you want to look at that. What, what in your life are you like putting in front of um, the things that really nourish and really feed you? And you don't have to like eliminate all the other things that you like have to do, like family responsibilities any other other things that feed you like being with your children or um, being with your friends. You don't have to like eliminate all that, but just look at like the balance, you know, and look at what are the things that you do that really, really do help and really keep your head above water in life Uh, and make sure to prioritize time for that. Make sure that you are um, like the coach that you need, that you are the friend, uh, that you are like in your own corner to help you do those things um, as much as you need so that you can feel aligned um, and not depressed and um, and activated and motivated and, and stoked, okay? So um, w- one of the first things to do when you're stuck, um like I just said, you first identify sort of the conditions that which have created the stuckness. And one of the ways you can do that if you have a hard time, if it's like not really making sense to you is one of the thir- first things I suggest is to freaking journal. I don't know how people don't journal. I understand that we are all of different temperaments, different constitutions. We all have different likes and dislikes. But man, when it comes to journaling, journaling to me, it's like journaling and meditation uh, and exercise and brushing your teeth are all really, really crucial. Like I I can't imagine not journaling only because I've done it for so long, I've read so many things about how beneficial it is and I've just experienced firsthand like how effective it is to journal and just clear the mind and go deep into an issue that seems so confusing. And you find that once you just write it down, put it on paper, start accessing some of your inner wisdom and your inner guidance, it's just freaking incredible how how things just unravel. It's like the biggest problem in the world. You just can just write it down and start asking questions to yourself about what to do about that. And you'll, you'll get like profound answers. If you just give yourself a little bit of quiet time, like 20 or 30 minutes, a cup of tea or whatever you like, uh, preferably in the morning and just like go for it and just give yourself that little container and just like figure out, uh, ask, inquire and, and get some inspiration. And um, one of the tricks I use is to, uh, like I said, like find that quiet space Oops, sorry, that wasn't a woodpecker either. Find that quiet space, okay? Have your little tea, make it like a little sacred time for you. Doesn't have to be super long, just like something to carve out in your day. And then I also find it very helpful to have a dialogue with like whatever form of the higher self you most resonate with. So, you know, like it can be Jesus, it can be the Holy Spirit, it can be Mother Nature, whatever you want to call it. You can call it Bob, Bob. You can call it Jim, whatever, you know, you can call it Nancy. Just have some kind of conversation with that aspect of your higher self, which is going to like help you out. Like the part where if you get your, your chatter, chattery monkey mind kind of like subdued and put to the side because you're focused on writing, you know, this, this, we all have access to this profound wisdom. So like, Use writing and use journaling and get to the bottom of like what's off in your life, and then you'll get inspiration, you'll get ideas, and you'll get guidance on how to um, how to remedy those things. So yeah, journaling. Okay, getting unstuck. Step one: journaling. Getting unstuck. Step two: exercise. Move. If you're stuck, if you're feeling stagnant, if you're feeling like depressed, if you're feeling like, I don't want to do anything, seriously, whatever you got to do, go to the gym. It's just find something fun to do. Go dancing, go to ecstatic dance, go for a run. A lot of people say they hate running, but I don't think a lot of people hate the feeling that you feel after you've just done a great run because it's an incredible high. And I don't think anyone's going to hate that. So just think about that. If you don't like running, just like put that aside and go for a freaking run because you're going to feel great afterwards. Or if you don't like, if you really hate running, do kettlebell or do like a brisk walk or go swimming or do push ups and pull-ups or ballet, like anything just to get moving. It's so crucial and make it like a regular thing. So you set a clock for 30 minutes, um, you know, each day, give that, give that time to yourself it's really important. The third thing here, um, so we got the journaling, we got the exercise. The third thing I would say to get unstuck is avoid major life overhauls, okay? So like If you're feeling stuck, you're probably kind of getting hard on yourself and and it's very common for people to say, okay, that's it. Tomorrow I'm going 100% vegan. I'm doing a watermelon cleanse or the master cleanse with the lemonade and the cayenne pepper. And I'm going to do that for 10 days. And while I'm at it, I'm going to do yoga every day. I'm going to get up at four o'clock in the morning. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to journal after that. I'm going to run five miles. I mean, 10 miles. And I'm going to do like like meditation at night and I'm gonna do my Wim Hof breathing and I'm gonna write all this shit down and I get my life together and that is like a recipe for disaster people that used to be me I'd be like yeah I'm doing the master cleanse because I've been eating pizza for the last two weeks and ice cream and I'm just gonna do it and like no no what happens if you do that is first of all you'll fail and second of all even if you do make it for like one day you're gonna yo-yo ricochet back so hardcore you're gonna eat like you're gonna find yourself in a worse position eating twice as much ice cream twice as much pizza watching binging twice as much netflix so let yourself off the hook instead find like a couple little things to tweak okay and that's why i'm saying like that's why i'm giving you these steps here because you can just add a little little tweaks in your life that are really going to help like if you just start journaling that's going to start to make a difference. Just get out there and exercise. That's going to make a really big difference. Way bigger than difference than if you're like trying to, you know, run 10 miles every day and meditate and just get like this laundry list on top of your existing laundry list of things to do. So start small. Find little tweaks, little hacks, little ways of, 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 uh, changing your habits and changing your life instead of like huge life overhauls okay? Okay, so the fourth thing to get unstuck in my experience is I have had a lot of a lot of luck, a lot of um, success with intermittent fasting. So a lot of times when I'm stuck, I notice that I eat a lot more because I'm I'm stuck and I'm like bored and I'm looking for something to fill like this feeling of discontent so I'll eat more and more. One of the things that really helps is uh, this thing called intermittent fasting, which I'm sure most of you heard about, but it does really work. Um, it sort of the premise is you only eat in a certain window of the day, and the rest of the day you fast. So to me, what that means is basically don't eat, not eating, not taking any calories until uh, around noon or lunchtime. So basically, like skipping breakfast. And for some reason, you know a lot of science is like. Don't skip breakfast. It's the worst thing. It throws off your whole like metabolism and everything. But really, my experience is that it helps my body uh, begin to go into ketosis and and begin to start transforming the food reserves that I already have in my body uh, into fuel. And I find that I have a lot more energy and a lot more discipline with the things I do eat and a lot more energy in the day and a lot more focus at work and, and with my family. So intermittent fasting, um, just, you know, if you wanna hear more about it, go on to just do a Google search or, you know, Joe Rogan has a lot of guests who talk about it as well. Um, I've had a lot of, a lot of success. I do have the butter coffee though, the Bulletproof coffee. I have that in the morning and then that pretty much sustains me all the way to lunch. Number five, the fifth and final thing, uh, the getting unstuck tip, uh, that I have for people is meditation. And if you don't have a regular meditation practice already, I highly strongly encourage that. And I think of meditation nowadays more as like mental flossing. It's a way to just recalibrate your mind, to recalibrate your, your patterns and your perspectives. I give myself twenty minutes in the morning, and I try my best to do twenty minutes in the evening. But I'm pretty consistent with the twenty minutes in the morning, at least, um, to just to just tune in. And then there's millions of meditation techniques. Um, I do a mantra, um, but you can do whatever you want. I also do a like a chakra visualization, which really helps me like get in my body and sort of uh, feel into any kind of blockages or anything like that and so meditation definitely like that's something that you will notice as you do it um persistently as you do it regularly you will see a change in your life there's no doubt about it 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 it, it's like changing the way you see the world it just i can't say enough good stuff about meditation and and many people have and there's tons of books and i'm not going to just like go into it now but um Because the best way to really experience the benefits of meditation is to do it yourself. And it's not even about doing it right. And a lot of people will say like, oh, I can't meditate because every time I do, like I can't stop my mind. And that's the, sorry, I'm just going to say it. That's the dumbest reason not to meditate. No one can stop their mind. It's like maybe some, but I, I don't really think, I mean, that's not the point. You don't sit there and try to meditate and give up because you can't stop your mind. Like, that's a miracle if that happens. That's called samadhi. And, like, that might happen after you've practiced for a while and you just, like, all of a sudden enter this quiet, blissful place. But you can't do that with effort. And if you don't do that, that's not even the point. The point is just to give yourself this, like, space to sit and be and not move and not engage in thinking, but to just to watch the thinking coming and going. And again and again, you get better with practice. You learn to not identify with the thoughts. You learn to disidentify with the whole concept of I am a person named Christoph or whatever your name is. And you learn to drop into like this silent ground, which is ever present and it's ever peaceful and ever energized energetic and ever alive. And, um, and that's the real point, but you're not just going to like, you can't just give up if you can't still your mind after like you've practiced for a day or a week or something like that. You've got to, and that's not even the point. You just, you just keep doing it. It's like if you're trying to learn the guitar and you don't sound like Eddie Van Halen after a little while, like you'll probably never, Sound like Andy Van Halen. I hate to break your heart, but you just won't. So it's much better just to enjoy sitting down and practicing and giving yourself that gift of playing guitar every day, right? And it's the same with meditation. It's just just give yourself that that time to just eliminate all these external distractions, eliminate your grasping for you know like sensual pleasures, or you're engaging with your texts and your and drama with the people in your life, and just stop it. He's like you create a container for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, five minutes, whatever you want to do, um, but do it consistently. And this will help you unravel the kinds of thinking and thought patterns that are creating the stuckness in your life in the first place. So ladies and gentlemen, those are my, what was it? Five tips for getting unstuck, um, journaling, exercise, Little hacks and tweaks instead of big life overhauls. Intermittent fasting and meditation. So if you have enjoyed that, then I have enjoyed sharing it. And um, really also, you know, this is all stuff I'm working with too. It's not like I've got it all perfect. But I, um, those are the things that have really been helping me lately to sort of emerge from a, a little bit of a stuckness little bit of a, a low if you will and once again if you guys are um, if you haven't already hit the subscribe button I really do appreciate it um, again it's it's not about the numbers but it, it is something that keeps me like keeps me pretty stoked to see that people are listening so any kind of like uh, little feedback uh, writing a review or hitting the the subscribe button that really means a lot to me it gives me um, it is kind of like a payment, you know, because podcasters we do this stuff for free, and it is a passion, it is it is art, and we don't charge money for it. It's it's a great thing that podcasts exist. So much information and so much amazing content is, is out there for free for people to enjoy, and um, you know, you know, obviously I'm not doing ads, I'm not asking for anyone's like donation or payment, but if you do hit a subscribe and leave a review, that that would like kind of be like a reciprocation on your end that I would, I would so appreciate. Um, so that's cool. And next week, I think it's going to be about shamanic breath work. Um, but it might be about someone else. So we're gonna have some more guests coming up. Gonna keep this podcast rolling? Really appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure to, uh, hit me up with any questions you have, or if you want to recommend a guest or be a guest in the show, please let me know. Um, until next time, thank you all so much. Aloha.